Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Techie Bites for the week of February 24th. So I've been talking a lot about blended learning, and I thought, you know what, let's kind of step back and let's discuss personalized learning. While I was doing some of my research, I found out that, you know, of course, personalized learning is not a new concept. But then I started to think, well, where did it come from? Well, believe it or not, it's been around for more than 100 years. And it was first developed by Italy's first female physician named Maria Montessori and who opened up her first school in 1907. And interesting enough, you know, they're saying this Montessori method is an environment where the role of the teacher is the guide on the side, where the guide still delivers some of that direct instruction, but it happens more in a one-on-one -on -one or a small group so that the content is more targeted to the individual need and how students are more engaged. So I thought that was kind of an interesting fact, but let's go back to the definition of personalized learning. A definition that I found that's, I thought, better than most, it says personalized learning prioritizes a clear understanding of the needs and goals of each individual student and the tailoring of instruction to address those needs and goals. So that's not too bad of a definition, easy enough to understand. Um, another part of the research that I found, researchers talked about using these four strategies to identify whether a school is really adopting the personalized learning module. And the very first strategy is where the school creates the learner profile, which they've already done here in Frisco. And that's where you would re record each student's strength, their needs, their motivation, the progress and goals. And then you as a teacher using this data to assist you on what path the student should be going. And then just going right into that, this is where you have that personal learning pathways that again, you're going to be able to find in your GPS. And that's the big buzzword as well as the word playlist too that's coming along. And this is where students, you know, have that choice of how they want to take in this information while still holding them to a high standard of learning. The next strategy they mention is students use competency-based progression. Yeah, that's a mouthful. In other words, this is where students have the, a really clearly defined goal and they move at their own pace and they progress to the next level of learning once they have shown proficiency in that topic. So in essence, they have to master that skill at their own pace. And then the fourth strategy they said was that schools used flexible learning environments. Ah, and Frisco's already doing that and already here. If you get the chance, you should check out Rogers because they are truly a flexible learning environment, which ensures that the space and teachers and time were best used to support the personalized needs of each student. So when I'm when I go through these four state uh, strategies, yep. Frisco's definitely on that path and already working towards that personalized um, learning module. So I'm hoping that helps a little bit on the understanding of what personalized learning is and then the strategies and the concepts that are behind it. You might be thinking, well, yeah, but you've been mentioning everything about blended learning. Well, that's where it goes hand in hand. Blended learning is that instructional um, design that drives this personalized learning, where it enhances the learning of the students through collaboration among themselves and the teacher with a perfect balance of face-to-face -face as well as interactive digital opportunities or technology.
and specific ways to use technology is to create or implement and even measure personalized lessons. You can deliver instruction through forms of engaging forms of media, videos, audio, audio clips, and interactive games. Or you can give the students more options just beyond the traditional essay or poster or a report. They can deliver their final product in a multimedia slide or in a podcast or in a comic that's created online, or maybe it's an animation software that's going to convey their understanding of that topic. And then as well as you can use digital tools like Google Forms or whatever to gather immediate feedback on students' understanding and using this information to customize their lessons. So to recap on personalized learning, again, it's an instructional environment which is tailored to the students' needs, their skills, their interests, and um, it gives them choice on how to learn based on their interests, abilities, and as well as your um, recommendations. So with so to kind of summarize, they master concepts based on the needs, they work at their own pace, and they learn through various methods. I found this quote or paragraph in one of my readings, and I thought it just sounded really good and sums everything up about the um, about personalized learning. Teachers can be the guides that shape educational experiences for their students, helping them engage with learning tools that will enrich and support deeper learning, including different types of technology. Teachers can also use technology platforms to support data-driven learning like never before, personalizing learning to students' interests, passions, strengths, and needs. So there you have personalized learning, the importance of teachers in a technology-driven world by Ann Olson. On to the resources on the s'more. One of my colleagues created this really neat Math Essential Super Choice Boards. What a great way to mix up your math stations by having your students show what essentials they know in 60 seconds. How cool is that? This is a great way to give your students voice and choice and see how they're progressing with the grade level essentials. My colleague that created this, her goal is to make one of these choice boards for every content essential. This is just going to be a great resource when she gets this all completed. On the s'more, you'll find some links to a Google slide version as well as Seesaw Activities versions. When you look through it, if you like the idea but you want a different app, let me know and we can tweak it to, make, to meet the needs of your students. Or if you need help teaching that app or web tool on the, on the board, we can co-teach and do that together. So just book me if you want to schedule a time, but check out these essential math choice boards. Another really neat resource is called Which One? doesn't belong. This is something that you can add to your number sense routine in your classroom. And what it is, it's a really neat website and it's dedicated to provide thought-provoking puzzles for students and math teachers. What's neat about there, there's no answers provided as there are many different and correct ways of choosing which one doesn't belong. And I started looking into it. I'm like, well, who created this? Well, it was a website inspired by the MTBOS. And I'm like, what is that? Good question, because I had no idea. It is MTBOS is an acronym for Math Twitter Blogosphere. It's a community of math teachers who blog, tweet, and they read blogs and tweets. Mostly, it's a hashtag that any math teacher who blogs or tweets is encouraged to use. You can find out more at the link that's going to be on the s'more, or you can follow the hashtag Hashtag MTBOS on Twitter, as well as the main site is MTBOS.org. 
And check this out, the first ever streaming service that brings children's books to life with illustration, read-along, text, and animation. It's called Books with a V, like books, but with a V, Books. Books likes to refer themselves as the Netflix of animated storybooks. It makes kids feel like they're watching a video, yet all the text of the story is displayed and highlighted as it's read aloud. This is a great tool for building world, word recognition, fluency, and comprehension. And it can be accessed through the web as well as there is an app for it. And um, this would be great to be to use as a reading center or even as a calm down transition time after recess. I should not replace you reading aloud, but rather as a supplemental tool to support that fluency and comprehension. And for right now, they are offering a free one-year subscription to their service. No credit card required to sign up. So make sure you click on the link to get your free year subscription to Books, the Netflix of animated storybooks. Green screen and having students show their thinking. Check out this more to see how students can show their thinking by recording their thinking on a whiteboard or as a video recording and using the green screen app doing. Check out the examples. It is so cute. You'll, you're going to love it as well as your kids. And just a few more things. Please, please fill out the, the anonymous survey about how we're doing as a campus for our district initiatives. I've only had maybe six or seven people from each campus. That's just really not enough to get uh, some good data. Also, this Thursday, the 27th, is Digital Learning Day 2020. It's on Thursday, February 27th. Make sure you try to participate. Look at the s'more so you can look at the hashtags. And last but not least, don't forget about that coding. I would love to help you out. So with that said, have a great day, a great weekend, and I will check with you next week on my next s'more. Have a good one.